Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Becky uh, coming to you with a special podcast this week. Uh, last week, while visiting Las Vegas, uh, Vinny and I were able to catch up with actor Timothy Amundsen, who plays Kane on Supernatural. And we were able to chat with him for a little bit while he was eating breakfast. And we have that interview for you here, and we will be playing it for you right now. Thanks for listening. Yay. Okay. So let's start off. Um, first, um, can you tell us um, when you found out that you'd be coming back to Supernatural this season? Let's see. I, right around the time I wrapped Gallivant, I put in an email to the dear sweet Robbie Thompson and said, hey, I'm unemployed in a month and got nothing going on. So perhaps your little fingers could start writing again. And he responded enthusiastically. Uh, no, no, just me. That was our waitress. And here come my pancakes. I'm eating my breakfast. Um, thank you. So he responded with, uh, he will uh, run it up the flagpole. And thank you, sir. And he did indeed. And it was. Um, Plate's a little hot, okay? This okay, thanks. Anything else for you? Uh, no, we're good. Thank you. If, in case you're curious, I'm eating uh, buttermilk pancakes with some turkey bacon. And uh, there's a few berries on top. There's a bit of mint. It's delightful. And there's some um, maple syrup I'm about to put on there. So It does smell very good. Dear listeners, that's what that's what I'm doing right now. He has a coffee as well. Well-rounded breakfast. I've got a coffee breakfast. with a shot of espresso in it. Because I'm in Las Vegas, which means I didn't really sleep last night. So, uh, yeah. So, Robbie uh, responded a week later saying, um, I think this is going to work out perfectly. And uh, boom. Awesome. When did you, since you were hooking up with Robbie to do this, when did you find out it was not going to be him that wrote the script? Um, he, once, once the writers would have figured out what, what the deal for the second half of the season was, uh, he emailed me and, or texted me and said he wasn't going to do it, but that Robert was going to do it. And uh, he had nothing but high praise for Robbie or Robert, or Bob, what he goes by. Bunny, Bobo. Bobo. <laughs> so um, I said I'd love to meet him. So we, uh, I went into the office and met all the gang and had, had a little lunch with the writers and met Bob. And he, uh, he gave me the outline for what he was planning. And I giggled like a little schoolgirl because it just sounded like it was going to be amazing. <laughs> Let's get right there for the next question. Uh, These oh. pancakes are delicious, everyone. <laughs> this is a, a. There's been a lot of speculation about whether Kane was actually killed or not in the episode, mm-hmm. since the camera, you know, stayed on Dean during that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us if the camera staying on Dean during that was scripted or if it was a director's choice? I believe that was a directorial choice. Um, but it was a directorial choice. I don't think I'm speaking out of school. That I don't know if uh, you feel let them know what he was planning. Um, but I don't. I don't think in the script it said. You know, it never said we see him. It just says we need to bring the knife down or something like that. I don't think it ever said we see him flame out or any of that stuff. 
Um, and of course, as Phil described how we were going to shoot it, my little brain immediately went, oh, that's interesting. And I, I will say there's been absolutely no discussion, anything one way or the other, whether, you know. And if there was, you couldn't tell us anyway. Yeah, no, so. Certainly would. <laughs> but we um, all know the rule, Supernatural, you're never really gone. Well, I mean, well, even if I did flame out, I don't even know what, how they get it back. Right, um, right. script and developing the character within yourself, do you feel that Kane maybe has a sense of almost jealousy that Dean was able to not kill his brother where Kane had to go the other way? Hmm. No, because in Kane's eyes, he was going to kill his brother. He was going to, that's the way he it's was going. Happen you sometimes. do really believe that they are on a similar path? Oh, absolutely. Okay. 100%. That's, that's my and, and I, you know, I talked to to Bob and, and Robbie and just said, you know, if we're going to write this, and I and if I have any input whatsoever, I would love. In fact, when we wrote, sorry, when we shot the first episode, um, I I said to Robbie afterwards, I would love to see backstory. I would love to see this guy back and when he was ass kicking. So it all just worked out that I, you know, my hair was long now and. And it just the timing was perfect to to have this totally physically different look. Um, and then when they said, "Well, he, you know, he's gone on a rampage," he's, it worked out really wonderfully. So, and I said, "I just want some ass kicking in this." And uh, so, again, when Robbie told me what the, the plan was, the outline, I just thought it was it was fantastic. And that fight scene was just yes. so. I think as satisfying as it was to watch, it was even more satisfying to shoot. That was actually one of my questions about I'm, the, I'm the just fight scene. Was, <laughs> oh, it was it was just fantastic. And what kind of preparation did you do for the fight scene? That was that was pretty. It was a lot. Um, uh, we we both did all of the entire thing ourselves, which I'm rather proud of, being that I'm you know much older than Jensen and not nearly as good a shape. Uh, God bless you. A man just sneezed. He's a tall man. He's balding. He's wearing a mustache. Or he has a mustache. He's got glasses and an interesting hat. Again, I just want to fill you people in <laughs> while we're sitting here at the Palms Hotel Casino for the Vegas Supernatural Convention. Um, where was I? Oh, the slight fight scene. So, pretty much my first day, uh, I land, I went and did uh, wardrobe fitting, and they said, let's go meet with Lou. Our, our amazing stunt coordinator, which I had actually, little side note, I'd worked with Lou 20 years earlier on an episode of Strange Luck. Oh, I love that show. It was, it was, and I just, I, I barely remember, I'm not going to remember these pancakes in about four hours, but I remembered meeting Lou 20 years ago. Um, the pancake feelings are not hurt, by the way. No, they're fine. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be eaten soon. But Lou's just a really, really wonderful, wonderful um, you know, stunt man and stunt coordinator. It was amazing. He brought in a guy, I cannot remember his name, which he is Jensen's double. And Scott? Scott, I think is his first name? I don't I don't recall. But he's a he's a mixed martial artist mm -hmm. and and he really helped design the fight. So we just we started blocking it out and working with the script and, and 
we ended up editing a bit of the script to make certain moves fit. And it really, it was just incredibly fun and satisfying, and really satisfying for my ego when we were able to actually do it. And very different from the first episode mm. with you, where you just sat back and watched. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And I had said to um to Jensen, I was like, okay, here's your main job, other than not actually hitting me in the face. Make it look like I'm much, much stronger than I am. So, when I'm throwing you around that room, help a brother out, huh? <laughs> and he was very kind to of you. It came out fantastic. And the, the, the dichotomy between having, said in your first episode, you're, you're just watching the fight and you're the observer and passive, extremely passive, and seeing the character evolution of you being the aggressor. Yeah. It was very. It was quite seamless. In fact, it was really well done by everybody involved. It was. It was. It was incredibly sad. It was a beautiful. I just thought it was a beautiful scene too. I wouldn't normally describe a fight scene as beautiful, but the emotion that was going on. Jensen was so. You know, I'm. I'm a huge fan of that guy uh, as a human being and and as an actor. And it was just a ball. We just had a ball working with him out there. Um, talking about. Um, the difference between Kane and last season and this season. Last season he was intimidating, but when you came back, you, he was just downright scary. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think happened? I know you know he mentioned you know Abaddon's goons coming after him, but what do you think happened to make him just go from the calm beekeeper to the genocidal maniac? Well, it's exactly what he says. He he got the taste back, and you know, like any addict, it he he fell off the wagon and. He said he liked how it felt. I mean, it's really... They, they wrote it in there, and it's there's no subtext there. It's he... For whatever, you know... Because... Once he... Fought those demons in that first room... Uh, in the first episode... That was sort of the beginning of the end. That was his first taste back, and... We knew that's where it was going to go, so... The drug addiction analogy, it is really that, that much of a nail on the head... Yeah, okay. I think so. I mean, that's how I played it. Um, and he went a little freaking crazy. Yeah. I mean, he, he went off the reservation. And that it's that aspect of this episode that so appealed to me. So when the fight, in spite of like, the amazing fight scene and all that stuff, the great scenes, getting to play him, having made that change, was just so fun. It's exactly what I was hoping. I could not have asked for for a better, more satisfying script. So that leads me to my next question, because her and I have a debate about this interpretation going, where I feel the first time we see you as as that's ending, Kane is telling Dean, "You come back for me, uh-huh. and you take me out." We come back to this episode. She feels that the genocide was Cain calling out to Dean. I feel that it was Cain saying, never mind that, I don't come after me, I've gone rogue again. I, I think at the time he said it, he had every intention of, you know, come make me pay for my sins. But then once he started, can he... So we're both right. You're both right. In that in that fight scene, he goes, "Oh, you misunderstood my intentions here." No, his he changed his intentions. Okay. Um, and but yeah, I do think that he meant it at first, but that once he, like oh. you said, got the taste, that he was like, "Oh, in the first episode, he absolutely meant yeah. it." 
Yeah, but but then that change happened, and there's no going back. This question's from Susan. Hi, um, Susan. She said, your opening scene in the prison was incredible and one of her all-time favorites on Supernatural. It coordinated with the music perfectly. Have you seen that scene? And if so, can you comment on it? And have you ever used a song or music to get into character, particularly Kane? I don't remember what the music was. It was uh, just a score, a really oh, creepy sounding yeah, score. Yeah, I don't... That wasn't playing for us at the time, that's, so that's a credit to, to the, um, let's see, Chris didn't, I don't think Chris scored this episode, Chris Leonard's. It was but, Chris Leonard's and Jay Gruska. Yeah. Did, okay. Who, yeah, Chris did Gallivant, didn't he? And I worked with Chris on Gallivant, yeah. so it's all, it's all full circle. Um, so no, the music, um, that's just a credit to them. Um, I, I think, I'm trying to remember back. Um. But I have, yeah, music's a really great tool for, in terms of, for me to get into character. Um, I use it all the time. Um, With Gallivant, you didn't really have a choice. Gallivant didn't have a choice. And the, the thing that you have to be careful about, the thing I have to be careful about when I, when I use music is to not... It's, it's just a quick little entry point, and you have to, I then have to leave it at the door, because otherwise it can become too sentimental, or, you know, depending, it can be too much of a crutch, um, but it's, I find it's a great entryway to get in, if that makes yeah. any sense whatsoever. It does. I'm, I'm a third through my pancakes, everyone. I'm, um, I've got two pieces of turkey bacon left, and half a cup of coffee, in case you're curious. And he has not eaten the berries. I ate one berry here. We get one. Oh, there we go. There we go. I remember. Um, let's see. Oh, the writer for the episode, Barons, he tweeted that there was more in the script about Sam and Dean being part of Kane's bloodline, um, but it was cut. Do you remember anything about that? I wasn't privy to that version. Oh, it was cut pre. Pre my eyes. Yeah. Were there any um, scenes or lines that that you know of that were cut that you filmed that were cut from the? No, no, everything, and that's rare, but uh, everything we shot uh, ended up in a cut. Oh, you asked about the, did you ask about the, the prison scene? Mm -hmm. uh, Susan did, yeah. Uh, hi, Susan. Um, what did she ask about the prison scene? Um, she said that did it was to... excellent, um, oh. one of her favorites. Wait, what was that part again? I didn't oh, just, uh, was there anything particular to Kane musically that you used to get in for, as your oh, as an actor? Oh, because I was so excellent in that scene. I didn't hear you the first time. <laughs> um, no, that, that's, again, I don't remember the name of the actor who played Tommy. I think it was Tommy. Tommy um, Tolliver? He was great, though. He was, he was so invested and, uh, just full on I mean it was one of those things he was putting so much into it and so much energy into it that it allowed me to back off entirely so that was his performance really you know helped make that scene in, in so many ways uh, just, just seeing you walking down the hall and tapping you know oh, it was so the, good I will say the tapping was my idea um, no, it wasn't. I take it back. It was Phil's idea. It was Phil's idea. I think I don't know. 
I can't. I remember the moment, but I don't remember who came up with it. Um, you can claim credit. I'll claim credit. I'm just, <laughs> just rattle. You know, I'm just trying to rattle the cage a little bit. I love that scene. I loved how he shot it. It was, he was such a, a treat to work with, man. He's really, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's had great ideas. And it's unusual for a show that's been on this long in this genre to still have a standout creep oh. moment. Mm. And oh, so nice. that was really yeah. so far into the run of the show to still have a moment that's going to stand out. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I had a question that was related to that, and now I forgot. Um, let's see. I want to. I want to keep talking about. But I have some psych questions, if that's okay. Sure. Okay, great. Um, the psych finale, I think it was just beautiful. And your character in particular made me cry twice mm-hmm. watching it. Um, the scene with Juliet, when you, you know, you're telling her, you will not take the chief's job so she can stay. And oh. Oh, that yeah. just... That, was, that wasn't the finale. That was... Oh, that was before. That was, that yeah. was right. All right. Yeah. And, but in the finale, the one that was probably... When Sean is giving every, you're watching the mm-hmm. Goodbye DVD, and he's getting to the point where he's about to tell it. you the truth. Yes, that I was just like, because the relationship between Sean and Lasseter, you know, yeah. and then for him to respect Sean like that, I just love being it. a full season behind on on Psych. I am now spoiled for. So shut up! I don't care. You should have watched it. You should have watched it. It's been off for a year and a half. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's been I Net- watched. It's I been watched on Netflix it live. for like six months. I watched it live, so there you go. Uh, well, thank you. That. That finale is all Steve Franks. Um, Steve, who created the show, wrote, I just think, one of the one of the best series finales I've ever seen. Oh, it was so satisfying to every character. Everyone had had a, just a lovely tie-up. And that's that's rare. Yeah. Normally we had a couple characters who get there do, but he just took care of everybody in that one. And I thought it was... I, I was... I was so worried about it because Psych was really important to me because it's one of my all-time favorite shows, you know, because so many shows I watch are dark and everything, like Supernatural and things, but Psych was my good, happy place. Dark. Exactly. I loved it so much. And I was so worried, you know, because so many season finale, series finales, you know, kind of let you down. And it was just, it hit on everything. It was perfect. And that was really, I know it was really emotional for him to write. At one point, he sort of locked himself in a hotel room and just had to, because he, he kept avoiding writing it because he didn't want to face the moment of the show's ending. Um, all of us, that was, that was a very emotional couple of months. And we shot it out of order because Maggie had gotten another job. So it wasn't the final episode we shot. That was the zombie episode. But... The, I think the week before we had we'd shot our goodbye scene in which episode was that oh that was um, Space Odyssey that Todd Harthen wrote um, and if he has a co-writer on that forgive me but I think James may have co-written that as well anyway um, those guys we all knew each other so well and Maggie's one of my dearest friends and you know they know that, and they just wrote the relationship. It was there was that was the most emotional day I've ever had on a set. It was just full on wall to wall, and like the whole month, like with knowing that Max was going to be leaving, it was just that was sort of really where the show ended in a lot of ways. Not, not too big, but it just it 
it changed because one of our keys wasn't there. Um, Mira Sorvino, I really liked her character. She Mira did, she was, was great. Really good. She's a lovely woman too. She was she was great. And um, I bought the series on DVD when it, the whole series came out, and I was surprised to find that the zombie episode was the last one because you know it, there is it's showing people's final scenes and things oh, on the DVDs. I haven't seen the DVDs, so is it? Um, yeah, that's a, that was another James Day special. God. That was a crazy episode. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was James pulling out all the stops. Um, yeah, my last day on set was my, my last scene was the last scene of the episode where they pull me through the through window the wall? and eat me. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a really emotional, emotional, oh, yeah. uh, lovely day as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you guys have to grab some stuff. Um, yeah. Well, I guess we better let you go to get ready. Okay. For well, your... thank you guys for it's been. Thank you. We will be seeing you back at the convention. We have a photo op yes. with you later. Oh, great! So. All right. <laughs> All right, ladies.